Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good morning, Diarrhea! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Come on! Oh, yes. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni on this beautiful, dark, chilly Tuesday morning here in San Francisco. Thank you so much for joining me today, wherever you're from, whether you're getting on work, getting off work, getting ready for school. The long weekend is over. I hope you all had a beautiful and lovely President's Day weekend. Comes by fast. It certainly does. And so does this NBA season as the All-Star break is going to be over just in a couple days. Here it gets resumed on Thursday, so cannot wait for the NBA season to start back up. Had a couple moves yesterday that we will get into that indirectly affects and does directly affect the Golden State Warriors in some way or another. If you would like to get involved, as always, it's 888-957-9570-888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile Text Line, hello, Twitch. YouTube, hello, nice to see you, you beautiful, beautiful people. Well, I can't see you. I can only see your comments, and be sure to comment. I will read it. I will read it, all right? That's all I can say. I will read the comments. That's that's reason enough to text in and type in wherever you are. Now, can't read everything, obviously, obviously. I can't do it as well as Willard. Anyways, we got an awful lot to get into, not a, uh, a lot of time to do it. Again, we have an hour here before tossing over to Joe Shasky and Alan Stiles. One more day for Bonte. He's down in Cabo San Lucas. Have a great time down there. I need to hear all about the food. I oh, know it's all inclusive. He's at the resort doing all that sort of stuff. So Bonte should be back tomorrow. In the meantime, Alan Stiles filling in for him and Joe Shasky back today in an hour. 888-957-9570 again. 888-957-9570. And we're going to start... In the NBA, because we have a couple of buyout market moves that kind of affect the Warriors. Well, first off, I know Warriors fans were dead set on getting at least someone. Whether that guy be Kevin Love, he's now signing with the Miami Heat, got bought out. Uh, Patrick Beverly, well, we'll hear from him in a second. Looks like he's signing with the Chicago Bulls, but it did come down to two teams. And Russell Westbrook is headed to the Los Angeles Clippers 
after a buyout. That's going to be fascinating. We'll get into that in a second. But let's get back to Pat Bev here in a second because he said something interesting yesterday, and this via uh, Barstool Sports and his podcast. Patrick Beverly on joining the Bulls over the Golden State Warriors? It was between Golden State and the Bulls. Obviously, um, you know, it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State, but, you know, they, a lot of, lot of guards over there, you know. So I, I figured, you know, I can make a playoff push with the Bulls right now and kind of, you know, pump them up a little bit. The East kind of weak. Okay. So there you go. Pat Bev, it came down to the Bulls. And the Warriors and Pat Bev looked at that Warriors lineup and that roster and is like, yeah, no chance I'm playing a lot with this team. The Bulls? I got a shot. So, listen, I don't think Pat Bev was going to be the end-all, be-all for Golden State Warriors fans. I understand it's frustrating. You know, you let the trade deadline go by. You get an injured Gary Payton the second when he thought he had Sadiq Bey. And you get rid of James Wiseman, basically just swapping him for Gary Payton the second. And it's just like, okay. Have you guys seen us play this year? We're kind of struggling. We could have used someone, right? We could use someone, another dog in there, quote unquote. Could have used a guy like Pat Bev. Well, really? I mean, this is what I'm going to. Patrick Beverly, yeah, he could be an irritant. He could be feisty on defense. He's also like six foot one, if that. Small guy. He's very small. And do you trust him in a closing lineup or giving playoff type minutes? Because that's what you're going to be looking at towards the end here. We're going to start having these regular season games turn into playoff and play-in type games. Because that's what it's going to come down to. And do you really think that Patrick Beverly was going to be the end-all, be-all in that? I don't. But I understand Warriors fans' frustrations. They want to do something. They want to get something. Someone that could be at least a a helpful hand down the end of the stretch towards this play-in or play-off tournament. But he wasn't going to be the end-all, be-all. He just wasn't. And rare, and I can't even think of a case where a buyout market type guy ended up being a key cog in a run. I just, let me know. 888-957-9570, Are you a little disappointed that the Warriors didn't get Patrick Beverly? And then the biggest move of the day yesterday was not Pat Bev going to the Bulls. We got this news early in the morning. Russell Westbrook plans on signing with the Los Angeles Clippers. I don't know. Well, I guess I do know. The opposite of addition by subtraction. But that's what the Clippers just did. I think it's subtraction by addition. They just got worse signing Russell Westbrook. Now we're going to see the minutes allocation, how that's going to all work out and shake out. But I could see Kawhi Leonard already being on the same court with Russell Westbrook. Crucial moments, and we'll see if he's going to be closing games with this team. Because that's going to be very, very fascinating. Is Russell Westbrook going to change again? Because in his mind, he is still a superstar. He is a league MVP. He is on the top 75 anniversary squad. He believes he is up there in the upper echelon with the Paul Georges and the Kawhis. He believes he's that player. Now, it doesn't matter what Russ believes. What does Ty Ty Lue believe? What do those guys in that locker room believe? Because this could get really messy really quick for a Clippers team that did some good things at the deadline. Shaking up a little bit. Got Plumlee, got rid of Reggie Jackson, moved around some pieces. Able to move off Kennard. And now you bring in Russell Westbrook, 
it's kind of a head scratcher to me. I don't like what what was the thought process there if you're the Clippers? Energy off the bench? Okay. But again, we saw this with the Lakers the last two years. Russell Westbrook is going to get exposed come playoff time if he is going to be getting a lot of playoff minutes. He will get exposed on the defensive end, and in crucial moments, if he is running the offense, he will make multitudes of mistakes. He will make a lot of mistakes. It's what he does. He will force shots when it's not there. He'll take horrible mid-range jumpers off the backboard that'll clang harder than a boat hitting off the iceberg in the Titanic. Right? Like, this guy... uh, I just don't understand the thought process for the Clippers. I'm trying to on air with all of you right now. What was the selling point? Russ Russ is like, man, I'll change everything. I just really want to stick it to the Lakers. By the way, they play each other, I think, April 4th or 5th this year. Can't wait for that. At the Crypt, or the Crypt, whatever they call it. Crypto.com, formerly Staples Center. But 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 on the NBA buyout market. You disappointed the Warriors didn't get a name out of those three, whether it's a Love, a Westbrook, a Beverly, because I don't think any of those guys are really going to make or break the season. I just don't. Good morning, EJ Gomez on the YouTube chat. El Guero, Westbrick. Haven't heard that one before. Stunna. Buongiorno. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Yeah, I'm not... The West still is up in the air for me as far as the Warriors' chances of contending. And it all hinges on Stephen Curry, his rehab, when he gets back, if he's 100%, if he's not. I doubt he'll be 100% the rest of the season. That's just how it is in the NBA and sports in general. He is not going to be 100%. He's just not. Gary Payton the second is he even going to play this season? Is he? Because the Warriors sniffing around a guy like Patrick Beverly kind of hints to me, uh, maybe we don't feel comfortable that like Gary Payton the second is going to be good to go at all this season. Maybe we really did need that guy. And if that's the case, then yes, losing out on Patrick Beverly that hurts because what he does do at least somewhat well is defend. Smaller guy doesn't have the longest, you know reach if you will but he'll try hard he'll bring energy and you know what the Warriors could use some of that at times at times of season and hell at times a lot of the time hanging their heads early on in the season the bench just not getting involved the young guys just looking just out of character out of whack unsure of themselves and that was kind of a recipe for disaster early on in the season that's lingered all the way up to this point your mediocre team currently, as the record states you are, your 500 team, and this is the final stretch. And we're going to see what this team is made of. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Are you disappointed that the Warriors did not make a move here in the buyout market when it comes to Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, or Patrick Beverly? And ultimately, it comes down to those players. It's not like a trade thing. Trade deadline is passed. They didn't have a say. It's all the players. And maybe the players are looking at this organization and this team currently like, ah, maybe the writing's on the wall. Maybe it's just on the writing's on the wall. And we can't contribute and don't want to contribute on a team that we know is probably going to lose. 
in the playoffs. And this run is probably going to be over. Maybe that's the theme. Do I think the Warriors are done? No. Until they get beaten four times in a playoff series. Hell. Or just get beaten once in a play-in game or twice. Whatever seed they end up being. I'll believe it when I see it. With those core three with Clay, Dre, and Steph getting knocked out. I'll believe it when I see it. But until then, got some work to do, Warriors. Got some work to do. Jason Timpf of the Volume Network, part of the Colin Coward podcast group. You may have seen Draymond Green on there a few times. Some other players. Jason Timpf's very good. Knows his uh, X's and O's, his stats, all that sort of stuff. And you can, if you follow Colin, you see his videos a bunch when it comes to NBA takes and stuff like that. Well, here's an interesting take he had regarding the Warriors' five-man lineup. And it's not really a take. It's just a stat, and it's just facts. Here's Jason Timpf talking about why the Warriors' five-man lineup shouldn't fear anyone right now. Colin, did you know that there are 27 five-man lineups in the NBA this year that have played at least 200 minutes? And Steph Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney are still by far the best in the league. They're outscoring teams by 22 points per 100 possessions. Wow! Five and a half points better than Denver starters, who are treating this season every game like it's the last game of their lives. All right, first off, that was way too of an aggressive of a wow from Collar Coward. Can we get that again? One more time. Colin, did you know that there are 27 five-man lineups in the NBA this year that have played at least 200 minutes? And Steph Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney are still by far the best in the league. They're outscoring teams by 22 points per 100 possessions. Wow! Okay, relax, Colin. Relax, please. This is one of your scripts on the show, on the herd, all right? Just chill. It's not the craziest stat you've ever heard in your life. Although it's an encouraging stat if you're a Golden State Warriors fan to have in your back pocket. Like, listen, if we get healthy at the right time and all of our guys are playing at the right time, I'll like our chances and love our chances come playoff time. The problem is, no Steph right now, right? Don't have Steph. I don't know if he's going to be out the rest of the season. After this All-Star break, we're supposed to get an update as part of his rehab and see how that's going. And they'll have a new timetable. Hopefully it's soon. Hopefully it's next week. Hopefully it's the week after that sometime. But that's the problem. They haven't been able to play together all year long. And Andrew Wiggins? Okay. Will the real Andrew Wiggins please stand up? Is he the guy from a couple years ago? Or is he the all-star from last year? The guy that was playing like an all-star earlier in the season. Was it just the adductor strain? Was it just a couple of illnesses? Is he just getting over that? He's played better as of late. Can he continue to do that? Draymond Green has been playing better. Liked what I saw on offense towards the uh, the end of the first half of the season. Well, first two-thirds of the season. I hate that the All-Star break doesn't coincide with just halfway points, like two-thirds. But I digress. And then Clay Thompson coming back for back-to-backs now. That's huge for him and his development. And he's been playing better. He had his greatest month of his career in January, which is crazy to think, coming off to two major injuries that he had the greatest month of his career this season. So, yes, I believe if Andrew Wiggins can round back into form and Stephen Curry could at least be a semblance of Stephen Curry was last season, 75% or more, they have a great chance at going back to an NBA championship and NBA finals. But it's easier said than done. Again, the West is wide open. 
And you heard Timp there. A team like the Denver Nuggets are going all out in the regular season. I'm very fascinated to see if that is a playoff series that coincides. Hell, that could be a playoff series that coincides in the first round. And that could be popcorn-worthy up in Denver. A Warriors playing team against presumably a three-time MVP in Nikola Jokic. Only the, what, fourth player ever? or Hell, maybe even third. But it was Larry Bird, right? Wilt? And maybe it was Kareem, so maybe it's the fourth. Three straight MVPs? That's crazy. But if you're Jokic, and Steiny mentioned this yesterday to me, I didn't even think about that. Those MVPs are going to be diddly if you keep getting bounced early in the playoffs. You're going to be the guys like, yeah, he won those MVPs. Look what they did in the playoffs. Those are hollow MVPs. Now, it's kind of a weak statement, I would say. Everyone, Every player needs help. He needs a guy like Jamal Murray to step up. And when Jamal Murray did play well, think back to the bubble. Yes, I know it was the bubble. No things are graded on a curve in that from some people. But it was still impressive nonetheless. They were going up against that Clippers team that everyone was saying was going to win the finals. Everyone was picking to win the finals that year. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, they blew multiple double-digit leads at halftime. And when Jamal Murray was playing like an MVP type of player, they kept winning games. And it was amazing to watch. So if they get that kind of performance out of Jamal Murray in the playoffs this year, I think that could change everything. Don't be, don't think of last year's playoff series as anything close to what it could be this year. Jamal Murray is a hell of a player and changes a lot in that series coming up potentially in a few months. But that said, I don't think it would be the craziest thing in the world if they match up in the first round, the Nuggets and the Warriors, that is, and the Warriors upset them. Would anyone be really surprised? No. These are the defending champs. Yeah, they've been playing mediocre all season long. They've been up and down. They haven't looked like themselves. But if it's Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, Looney, and Steph, I like my chances. I do. On the flip side of that, to Jason Tinth's point, again, the bench isn't nearly as deep as it was last year. I like DiVincenzo. I would like to see get uh, Jonathan Kamina get a little more run. I'm tired of seeing 15 minutes, 16 minutes, in comparison to guys like Lamb getting 20-plus or Ty Jerome getting 20-plus. Can you give me some Kaminga and some athleticism? I know he makes boneheaded plays, but the guy's got to learn sometime. Come on. Come on, people. But, again, there's a lot of different factors here. So that little nugget from Jason Timp that the Warriors' five-man lineup still outscoring people at an exponential rate in opponents by 22 points a game with that lineup, that's great. That's awesome. Can I get them to actually play together first? And I would like to see what it comes down to in the playoffs. Because that's a whole different animal. And we know that, and Golden State Warriors fans know that. Again, I'm not fearing the Nuggets. I don't fear the Suns. I don't fear anyone if I have that lineup. Let's just get there first. Get there first. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. From... P.D. Bryan on the YouTube chat, we were talking about the buyout market, whether you were disappointed as a Golden State Warriors fan that your team didn't snag either Love, Westbrook, or Beverly. And P.D. Bryan says, yes, very disappointing not to supplement the bench. The Warriors starting five is still one of the best lineups in the NBA, though. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the right take. It's disappointing. Especially if Gary Payton II is going to be out all season, 
then not getting Patrick Beverly in hindsight would suck. It would. Flat out. That would stink. Because I think he'd fit perfectly off the bench and in a spot role at times, whether that's in a playing game down the stretch or in the playoffs. From the Xfinity Mole text line, 925 Joe Jabroni. The Warriors are trash. 500 team. Let it go, bro. Jeez. Well, by definition, they are not trash if they are 500. They are mediocre. Trash is the San Antonio Spurs. That's a trash team. They're not good. They're tanking actively for Victor Wembanyama, the French phenom. Which, by the way, I've been seeing this a lot lately, and now that we're here, calling Victor Wembanyama the greatest prospect since LeBron James, man, that is a lot of pressure. And this guy's physical skill set, it's enticing, but it also scares me. Me and Shasky were talking about this last week. Big guys with that kind of frame, uh, they're one foot injury away or leg injury away from maybe not ever being the same player again. And that frightens me if I'm a front office or a GM. I understand it's enticing, though. When you look at this guy's skill set, the guy's doing runners and floaters from the three-point line, for God's sakes. Are you kidding me? So I get it. The talent is off the charts when it comes to this kid. But we just saw a similar build type player and a guy who was also a quote-unquote phenom type of player or the next KD or whatever you want to frame, Chet Holmgren. Foot injury. We never even got to see him play this season. And I was looking forward to that because he was showing some flashes in Summer League. I get it, Summer League. You're not going up against real NBA players, a lot of G League type players. He looked great, though. And it sucked because he heard it during a pickup game when he was playing with actual NBA players. That stinks. So, buyer beware is all I'm saying. Just be careful what you wish for when it comes to guys that big. We've seen it year in and year out throughout. Guys, bigger guys, too. Odin's. Jaleel Okafor. Players like, hell, Embiid early on. He started getting concerns about his feet. I was shocked he was going to be this kind of player that we're seeing today. MVP type of season that he is having and has had. And he's just getting edged out each and every year by Nikola Jokic, it seems like. He'll get one in his career. I'm positive in that. He'll eventually get one. Jokic is just having an unbelievable tear and Hall of Fame type of last three years, if you will. But just a little vignette there about the Wembenyama sweepstakes. Just be careful what you wish for, is all I'm saying. Hamza Raja, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly on the YouTube chat. Beverly said it came down to the Warriors and Bulls, and he chose the Bulls due to too many guards. So yeah, if GP2 is injured longer, that would have been a huge miss. I agree. And again, here's that sound that Hamza Raja is uh, referring to. It was between Golden State and the Bulls. Obviously, um, you know, it's always good to play with a lot of great talent in Golden State, but, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of guards over there, you know, so I, I figured, you know, I can make a playoff push with the Bulls right now and kind of, you know, pump them up a little bit. The East kind of weak. <laughs> oh, Pat Bev. He would have been funny. He would have been a great quote. I know that here in the Bay. Also would have been fascinating to see him and Draymond Green if they were ever on the same court together and RIP the offense, if that was the case. But what could have been with Patrick Beverly in the Golden State Warriors uniform? I'm not going to miss, like, listen, again, 
undersized guard. Yeah, he's feisty. Yeah, he can bring energy. If GP2 is going to be out a while and throughout the year, then it's a miss. If even the and even if he's not, like Patrick Beverly, come playoff time, okay. Yeah, he can give you some minutes here and there. He's not going to make or break the season. It's not all going to come down to Patrick Beverly. Disappointing? Sure. Okay. But again, I'm not too worried about the buyout market. The Warriors have bigger fish to fry, and they need to get healthy first before any other conversation could be had. 718, Xfinity Mobile Text Line 718. Where is that? 718, area code. Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island. Hey, shout out New York. Appreciate you guys listening all the way over there. Be sure to download that Odyssey app if you haven't yet. Favorite 95.7 The Game. And you can listen to us anywhere, whether that's sports, TV shows, uh, podcasts, all that sort of stuff. Just be sure to download the Odyssey app and you can favorite 95.7 The Game or listen to any political sports, again, television podcast type stuff all that right there on the odyssey app 718 if the warriors don't win this season considering the state of the west for years to come with guys like booker and KD under contract do the dubs make a blockbuster trade in the offseason to pair with steph it's a great question that's a great question 718 and maybe i could dive more into that on the other side but i'll do a little quick vignette on that here i believe they have to because i am under the uh, understanding or assumption whatever you want i think draymond green's gone after this season no matter what i think this is the warriors last dance when it comes to the core three of clay dre and steph draymond green is gone after this year i think he's going to be a los angeles laker i think they are going to pay him more and then i think he is going to ride that out and go do his podcast go do his broadcasting with turner and he did a hell of a job selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details this weekend he has a great future in broadcasting that said the financial flexibilities are going to have to be on full display this offseason when it comes to bob myers joe lake and that entire front office is bob myers even going to stick around like is he going to stay can they woo another guy like that can they trade another guy like that does that trade involve trading a player like a clay thompson or a Jordan Poole. What does that look like? And are you willing to do that? So yes, there is potential, 718, that this offseason, if the Warriors don't win it all, could have some dramatic, dramatic changes. We're talking Draymond gone, potentially. Clay could be potentially gone. Jordan Poole. So there's a lot of different factors to look at. But again, to your point, if this is about maximizing, and I think it is for a lot of Warriors fans, maximizing Stephen Curry's championship window, thus the Golden State Warriors championship window, then yes, I do think you have to go all in on another superstar. But what superstar is out there to get? Maybe we'll discuss that on the other side at 888-957-9570, I do want to get into... Carlos Rodon and his comments about fans booing. And I heard Mark Willard on with Steine yesterday. Great show, by the way. Was very much enjoying the Steine and Willard back and forth and that dynamic. No sparks. No no fights. Nothing like that. Just nice takes back and forth. Felt like they got to know each other for the first time on air. It was nice to hear. But we're going to get into some of the comments made by Rodon and some of the thoughts that Mark Willard had on it yesterday. And I have some thoughts on all of that coming up on the other side. 888-957-9570. If you would like to get involved again, YouTube, hit me up there. Twitch, Twitter, <whistles> at Spadoni underscore Joe. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game, will take on me, AHA, not AHA the drink, AHA the band. By the way, is there any more uh, bigger of a sign, any more bigger of a sign, great grammar, Joe, great English, but I felt like I truly became adult after I started enjoying sparkling water that was just flavored, but didn't really have a flavor and it's not sweetened like the waterloo drinks or the what is it Le Cron, Le Cron, the french drink like perrier flavor like once i started enjoying that i knew my childhood innocence was officially gone and i have officially became an adult because that stuff sucks but i keep drinking it all the time because you know why it fills me up 
zero calories, and I've officially become that old man, and I'm not even 30 yet, say for less than five months from now, be turning 30, yikes. Grays are already coming in, folks. Grays are already coming in, Grays Anatomy. But that's when I knew I truly felt my innocence and my walk into adulthood became a reality. You start enjoying carbonated soft drinks with zero sweetener. Ugh. It's depressing. It's depressing, folks. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. I got to shout out the 718 and the Xfinity Mobile Text. I kind of dropping off a bomb there a little bit just in regards to if the Warriors lose this season. It's got a lot of you talking about whether they will make moves at this offseason, the Golden State Warriors, or the blockbuster trade. I said I believe them, no matter what happens this season, I think Draymond's moving on. Uh, specifically, if they just get, if they flame out, or if they lose, or hell, if they don't even make the playoffs, he's gone. Does that then make the Golden State Warriors in that front office want to make another move? And I think you have to. But how do you replace a guy like Draymond Green? Like, you just... I'm trying to think, like, yeah, you can replace with more offense, but what you add on the offensive end, you're just so on the defensive end, you're losing so much still. And there's not a guy that can replicate what Draymond does for this team. And I don't know if Draymond can replicate what he does with this team with another team. But what he does here, what he has done here, has made him a Hall of Famer and made him one of the greatest defensive players in the history of the NBA, if not the greatest. For all the positions that he could guard, one through five, at an elite, elite level. So, I don't know how you replace him, but I think Warriors fans are going to feel like they need another star. Absolutely. What does that star look like? I've seen from the text line, a Miles Bridges? Yeah, I'm out on that. For a multitude of reasons. That's not doing it for me. From the YouTube chat, Johnny Be Good. Go, Johnny, go. Shout out Marty McFly. Think, McFly, think. Make like a tree and get out of here. How much does Dre want, and how much can the Dubs offer him, though? It's a good point. I think he wants another... And he can get it from a team like the Lakers. An extension. He wants the years added on. So whether that's like he opts out and signs a three-year, $75 million, with the Lakers, or four years, 85, or even 100, something like that, I think you can get it somewhere else. Are the Warriors willing to do that? Can they do that? This team is so cash-strapped when it comes to their players. Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins took a pay cut, mind you. So this team is so over the luxury tax, it's going to be very difficult to maneuver this offseason if you're Bob Myers... I don't even know if Bob's going to be here. I keep mentioning him like he's a lock. He might be moving on. But if you're Joe Lacob in front office, like this is going to be a huge, huge offseason for the Golden State Warriors. Again, big if, if they do not win it all this season. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Hamza Raja on the YouTube chat. They paid all their starters that year. How do you expect him to pay good role players? So, again, it goes back to depth. The Warriors had it last year. With GP2 seemingly out 
for the foreseeable future. They don't have a lot this year. DiVincenzo, he's been nice. Other than that, it's been inconsistency. Kaminga, very good at moments and at times. I'd like to see more of those moments and times with his minute allocation, but Steve Kerr has other plans on that. Ty Jerome, eh. Jermichael Green, eh. Anthony Lamb, okay. Like, like that's what we're coming into this final stretch with on the bench. Moses Moody, I would have loved to see him early in the season. Maybe his confidence would have been higher. Now he's coming in, and yeah, he saw his name being dangled out there. Maybe all that anxiety is gone now that he knows he's with the team for the rest of the season, but is that really going to do it? Last year, I think we slept on Otto Porter Jr. and how important he was. Obviously, Gary Payton II's health. And Bielitsa in the finals. Even him. A guy like him, a big body that can shoot. Came in handy. Hell, he made some defensive plays during that final game in Game 6 at the Garden. So, we could talk all about this Warriors starting lineup this season, but the bench really comes into play come playoff time, and it's going to be a shortened lineup. It'll be an eight-man rotation, and I don't know if the Warriors can withstand that much taxing minutes on that starting lineup without going to the bench sometimes, and I think they're going to get burned because of it. Can they still win? Sure. But I need to see that bench start playing a lot better towards this final stretch of the season. 888 on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Our dynasty is about over. I hate to say it. Let's focus on our young guys, Kaminga and Poole, the future of the team, player development. Okay. And I think that is a defeatist attitude at this stage. I mean, hell, you're still in playoff contention. Get into the tournament and anything could happen. Shout out March Madness is just a couple weeks away. Does that glass slipper still fit for the Warriors this season? I'm not calling them a Cinderella team. Are you kidding me? They just won the freaking championship last year. Let's relax. They're not Cinderella. It's Mufasa out there. They're king over everything. I always love that meme, by the way, in The Lion King. It's like, Dad, what's that place where the light doesn't touch? It's like, that's so-and-so city that we don't like. Don't ever go there. Remember growing up, it was, uh, that's East Salinas, son. You never want to go there. Or that's the Tenderloin, son. You never want to go there. Just thought that meme was... It's an old meme. It's a very old one. By the way, you know how old I feel with all the meme stuff? Or maybe how young. I had a digital art class senior year of high school. I just took it because it's digital art. I'm just trying to get an A. I'm checked out anyways this whole, this whole uh, semester. But I took a digital art class in our... One of our first assignments we did was to create memes from the Thinking Raptor, and then I think someone, some other one. It was like the baby with the fist or whatever, like, yeah, good job. But that was an assignment, a legit assignment early on. That was circa 2011, 2010. Man, crazy how time flies. Crazy how time flies. From the Xfinity mobile text line, as my... Uh, Reminiscing of high school comes to an end. 707. Cop out to blame the role players. The superstars need to step up. The season is on Clay and Dre. Absolutely, it's going to come down to the starting lineup. But I, to your point, 707, 
it's not a cop-out to blame the role players. I'm calling out the coaching staff and the front office for creating this mess. Because you do need role players come playoff time. We have seen it time in and time out. We saw it last year. How important was Otto Porter Jr.? How important was Gary Payton II? And I mentioned Bielitsa even. Those guys are extremely important. Every single championship run has a role player stepping up. You saw it in Game 1 of the Finals in a loss when Derek White went off for the Boston Celtics at the game of his life. So it's very important. And I'm not blaming the role players. It's up to the star players in that starting lineup to show out. And they need to if they're going to win a championship again this season. But don't sleep on how important a role player can be. Trust me, I make or break this station as a role player. I mean, come on. People are locked and loaded for the pregame show from 5 to 6, Monday through Friday. See those YouTube numbers that the Morning Roaster pulling? I get like 10% of that credit. Come on. Joe Shasky knows what I'm talking about. We're going to take a quick break here. Come on back. Speaking of Shasky, he's back with Alan Styles today. Bonte, one more day. He'll be going to be back tomorrow. He's coming back from Cabo San Lucas. Happy to have Bonte back. He was having a good time down in Mexico. So he's going to be back tomorrow. Alan Styles, Joe Shasky. We'll have the cross over next. This is the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95 7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95 7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spinoni, 95-7 The Game. One more segment here for you before tossing it over to Joe Shasky and Alan Styles of the Morning Roast. Styles filling in for Bonte, who will be back tomorrow, so can't wait for that. But thank you, Alan, for filling in. Doing a hell of a job. Did a hell of a job with Larry yesterday. Did a great job as a station yesterday. Listened to all day. We were live and local all day yesterday for President's Day. We had Larry and Alan. They hit every single sport with... An enthusiasm unknown to mankind. Shout out Jim Harbaugh. And then Willard and Steiny. Fun show from 10 to 2 yesterday. And then the great Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason, the seventh, with Raymond Ratto. And that's always a good time when Whitey and Ray get together. The wittiness and the joke making on full display. Just elite joke humor that goes over my mind most of the time when I'm talking to Ray Ratto. But he's a very crass man as well. We love you, Ray. It's a good morning when I say hi to Ray and he says hi back. I know the day's going to be great. But when he doesn't respond, I'm in for some trouble. I'm in for some trouble. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. I wanted to touch on this real quick, and it's in regards to Carlos Rodon and his comments made about fans and Giants fans in particular. And saying that the Yankees fans, and here's the exact quote, and this is while speaking to NJ.com, New Jersey, for those in the know, and he explained why he believes Yankees fans are, quote, more invested than Giants fans. And here's what he said, and this is per NJ.com he was speaking to, quote, the fans here want to win. They care a lot. They care. Giants fans are invested, but not like in New York. Win or lose, you're not going to get booed in San Francisco. Interesting. 
Now, I can think of some occasions in the past, Barry Bonds getting booed when he's not running full speed or striking out and being like, early on, right? But to say that you're not invested or not as invested, I should say, as a New York fan base because you're not getting booed constantly. I just think there's a different mindset entirely from a person. It doesn't even have to do with sports. Just the East Coast mindset versus a West Coast mindset. And mind you, my mom is from New Jersey, and she moved here to California when she was 18. She bounced. She moved in with my aunt, and she's never looked back since. But the whole mindset, when I go back there and I see my my family and kind of pick their brains, a lot of Philly fans do. I have a lot of family. Tough times for the Dudley family on the East Coast. Not looking great for the Philly fandom. Uh, A lot of sadness over there. But the whole mindset when it comes to sports and other things, it's very fascinating, and it's polar opposite. So the whole booing aspect for not just New York fans, but Philly fans, Boston fans, all that sort of stuff. I just thought it was an interesting comment, and I don't think Rodon meant it as a slight. I think he's just trying to ingratiate uh, ingratiate himself with a new fan base, as I welcome in Alan Stiles here, who's joining Joe Shasky on the Morning Roast this morning. And Alan, you talked about a little bit yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, with John Shea and with Larry Kruger, and you guys are doing a hell of a job. But the whole notion that Carlos Rodon is trying to take a slight of Giants fans. I just think he's trying to ingratiate himself with a new fan base, and he's just trying to say whatever he needs to say yeah. to get these fans to like him. Exactly. <laughs> and he did the same thing when he was in San Francisco, yes. right? He talked about how they had the most passion. Now, when he said it, I didn't believe him because he said it with the most monotone voice ever. Real quick, I have that comment Let's hear right it. here from Carlos Rodon last year. This is September 4th after, I believe, a walk-off victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks talking about the Giants fans. Yeah, I mean, we we lost seven straight before we we swept the Phillies here, and um, it's nice to still have fans in the stands. We have very faithful fans, and you know, Giants fans are probably the best fans in this game. There you go. So they're probably the best fans. So don't worry about what Carlos Rodon is saying now. He yeah. thinks you guys are the best. No, and I, don't, I, I guess it, it's you got to take it all with a grain of salt. When you like it, take it with a grain of salt. When you don't like it, he take was it with absolutely a grain of salt. gone. By the way, on September fourth, he knew he, he was, was bouncing. Yeah, he was gone. I would say maybe in about August. It just the way. I, I don't know. I'm just big on when you can tell somebody and how they're acting and how they're behaving. He just didn't seem like he was having a great time. All the vibes were off, if you will, very early with Carlos Rodon. So I'm not, I, I, I don't think anybody was surprised when he actually left. But going back to the fandom, I mean, I know Philly's had it rough because, I mean, how would you like a fan? How would you like your fan base? And I know nobody feels bad for Philly fans because they throw eggs and do a bunch of things. But how would you like it? To go to multiple championships and lose all of them. I mean, they didn't go in the NBA, and now they're all the jokes I see from my East Coast friends are, come on, I'm ready to be hurt again, 76ers, let's get to the finals and lose. But you have, you know, you go with the, you go with the Phillies and lose. Then you go with the Eagles and lose. And you're knocking on the door, I think. San Francisco, in terms of the 49er fans, can feel them a little bit. Obviously, it's a bit different, but the fact that the 49ers have been so close for so long but haven't been able to get up the hump. Now, obviously, the Eagles won a couple years back with the Philly special, but it's just a tough time, and everybody deals with it differently. There are people that this is... This is their life. I mean, this is how why you gather together as a family. This is how you, you know, keep the ability to 
talk and, and, and have things in common. So when you take that away, it's tough. No, absolutely. That's a good point there. And real quick, RJ and Napa wants to join real quick. And whenever we get a caller here before 6 a.m., we go to him. Get him Alan through. Styles. Get him through. RJ, Napa, what do you want to talk about, man? Yeah, you guys were talking about the Warriors earlier and their, you know, their problems and whatnot. Um, one of the biggest things that it's been driving me nuts that pretty much nobody has talked about all season is the absolute lack of contribution from Andre Iguodala. And I know that that's sacrilege around here and it's blasphemy and this and that, but the guy's been eating up a roster spot all season and I think he's played, what, two games? And my point is, you know, the reason they say they're keeping him around is like, well, you know, he, he's going to be ready for the playoffs. Well, currently they're not in the playoffs, and um, it might be too late. And this other thing about, well, he's good for the young guys. Okay, well, how's that working out for you? You got one that plays, um, Kaminga, but they already traded Wiseman, and clearly they have no plans for Moody. So anything he's telling them is not working, and it would have been great if they would have actually filled that roster spot with somebody who could play. So it's great that he shows up in his little suits and his hats and blah, 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 and looks cool on the bench and everything. But, dude, go ahead and retire. Join the front office. You can be an advisor to the players, but stop taking up a roster spot and wasting our time. Thanks, RJ. Appreciate the call there. RJ and Napa talking to Andre Iguodala and his lack of contributions this season for the Warriors. Listen. I did not go into this season thinking that Andre Iguodala is going to be the end-all, be-all, but here we're at. And we are- Spadoni, I actually called up a caller on the board. Wow, look First at time that. ever. That was Joe Shasky, Allen. the voice of God. He was wow. telling me in my headset, he's like, Spadoni, I ha- we have a caller here, RJ Napa. <laughs> I screened it. For the first time, I really want to be on the board. He just multifaceted. Dude, this is a huge yeah. day in 95-7 the game history. Joe Shasky, listen, you're like... Farhan's greatest tool right here, 95.7. You're yeah. multi. Look at you, multi tool. Like Shohei Otani. I'm yes. not a platooner, though. You're not a I'm platooner. I'm an everyday player. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Shohei we'll Otani. If we could cut, uh, cut the costs here, we might have to. We Utility to player. Here. Utility. There you go. The Ben Zobris of 95.7 <laughs> the game. Go I'm more Mike Benjamin. Okay. Okay. Not Travis Benjamin? No? I can run the fly route, but I'll drop it like Travis Benjamin. There you go. Dude, this is the greatest day of Shasky's life right here. He's going to tell Bonte on the other side, and Bonte's, you know what Bonte's going to say, Shasky? He's like, oh yeah, I did that growing up. I did all this. Come on, Shasky. I've been about that life, Shasky. I was doing that in diapers. I was doing that in diapers. I'm king of the media. You don't think the king worked hard to get to where he's at? Oh my goodness. Steiny and Willard were talking about the meanest people at this station, and I said, dude, power ranked number one, Bonte, the number one bully at the station. But that's only on air. He bullies on air, too. Was that Sam Lubman doing the vote, by the way, too? The amount of times I hear Sam Lubman, and not even just Bonte, Shasky, I hear these guys, and that's why I have to close the door when it gets hot in here. I was like, I have to close the door because these guys are yelling at the top of their lungs at 5.30 in the morning yeah. about Giants takes, about Farhan Zaidi. And you guys were just talking about, now they're on the Giants, too, anyway. We were talking about the Igby, but before that, we were talking about Carlos Rodon. Farhan Zaidi, and Shasky posed this question. I'm sure you guys are going to get into it on the other side. What's the riskiest thing that Farhan Zaidi has done with this organization. And I was even trying to think like early on, was it like was it like not moving off Bungarner when he had the chance right. to get it's some almost, assets for it's him? It's almost what he hasn't Chris done. Bryant, yeah, what is what has Farhan done to ingratiate himself with this fan base? And it was and I think that one season and it's losing its shine, winning a hundred plus games and having a historic record, that's gonna start losing its shine if you don't make the playoffs this season and as pitchers and catchers are reporting or ramping up this offseason. 
this is kind of a make or break season for him, right? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a big uh mark in what he is going to leave in terms of a legacy, not to say he would be gone, but in terms of what he has done or the riskiest thing, it's it, to me it's probably holding on to some of the guys a little bit too long because he didn't want to come in and just clean house and upset the fan base. And much to, I guess, the fan base's chagrin, it depends on who you ask, uh, he did it successfully, but you still ended up in a tough spot, and I don't know if the fan base, how happy they are. I mean, you talk about Brandon Belton, half of the fan base wanted him out anyway. Yeah. So really, the main person, I think, uh, the, the Bumgarner, letting Bumgarner walk, not giving in, to me, might have been the riskiest thing because a lot of people thought that Bumgarner still had something left in the tank, and that that kind of kicked off the Farhan era, making it feel as if, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. He saw the writing on the wall. We can trust him. And then it flatlined a bit after that, then got a little bit of legs when you had the Donnie barrels go off and win the Silver Slugger. Mike Dostremski in the short year, third in MVP voting, even though they barely missed the playoffs. And you saw the trajectory because it goes 2020, they barely missed the playoff. If they had one, what, one, two games against the Padres, something like that, they get in yes. in that shortened season. Then, if I'm not mistaken, that was 2020. Then in 2021, that's when they go 107 yep. wins. So it was on the way up. Now, it felt weird because you had a lineup that didn't look like it should win 107 games, but that's kind of Farhan's bag. So it did it did make you feel, okay, maybe we got something. Maybe not 107 every every year, but we got something brewing. And then this next year, you fall back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. And you look at the lineups that are coming out from the Padres and the Dodgers, and yeah, you just you just don't have enough to cut the mustard. Absolutely. That's Alan Stiles. He's going to be joining Joe Shasky next of the morning roast, filling for Bonte Hill. Bonte back tomorrow, but Alan Stiles, Joe Shasky, they'll have you all the way up till 9 o'clock for some crosstalk with Willard and Dibbs. They're coming up next. Morning Roast, 95-7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.